Hello, my name is Flick Beckett and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's programme, we talk with director Sarah Polly about her exceptional film Women Talking, Oscar nominated for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Based on the best-selling novel by Mariam Tays, the story is an imagined response to real events. Please come out and be counted now. Please come out of your homes to be counted for the 2010 Where I come from, where your mother comes from, we didn't talk about our bodies. We were given two days to forgive the attackers before they returned. We hardly knew how to read or to write, but that day we learned how to vote. But welcome to the Picture House podcast. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us about your exceptional film, Women Talking. And congratulations on your Oscar nominations. Your world must have exploded in the last week. How has it been for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing and 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 quite surreal. I mean, I think we had all given up hope on us getting nominated for anything. So we got to experience it in the best possible way of just total delight and surprise. So let's talk, first of all, about being nominated for the Best Adapted Screenplay. Can you tell us about the book and the elements that you felt you wanted to present? Yeah, I mean, I was just so captivated by this book when I read it, and I really inhaled it very quickly. I felt like it offered such an off-ramp for grief and rage in terms of conversations around gender-based violence and so many other injustices. There was some sense of these women coming together to imagine a different way forward, where they weren't just focusing on the harms that had been done, but also trying to figure out how to build a better world. And that seemed so essential to me. And I understand that you saw it as a kind of fable, but I really like the description of it being an imagining, because that feels so full of possibility and newness, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a line from the book where Miriam talks about it as, um, she says, what follows is a response to true life events and also an act of female imagination. And the women in the colony that these background events were based on who you know, suffered these attacks for years and years, and it happened in the middle of the night when they were sleeping and they were tranquilized with cow tranquilizer, and they were told by the elders this was an act of wild female imagination. So Miriam kind of captures that term, owns it, reinvents it, and throws it back. It's this feminist grenade. And I just love the term so much. And so this imagining of these women coming together who come from very different points of view at the beginning, needing to work together to find a way forward was what I think was most exciting to me about the idea of making this into a film. And it is so prescient and and it's such a a great way to show us an in, if you like, Mm. to the conversations that we need to be having in in our wider life. I I thought it was so clever how they said at the beginning they didn't have the words, which is so often the case for women who, for women in general, who've been so gassed for so many years. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I think one of the characters says, you know, in the absence of language, there was this gaping silence and and that silence was even more horror. I can't remember, but that was the real horror. And I do think that the absence of language for so many of these things for so many years were what made them 
you know, made things so insidious and pervasive. And I think gaining a language for it collectively is so essential to being able to move forward. Yes, which I think is what, in modern terms, like the Me Too movement certainly mm-hmm. did for, yeah. for women and moving forward. To have a, an actual reimagining would is so exciting, the yeah. idea of it. Yeah. You know. So I know you're a huge fan of Till, directed by Chinoye Chuku, which has adopted the same position in terms of not showing the violence, but showing lots of love and beauty and joy despite the horror. Can you tell me about taking this stance? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's masterfully directed film. I think it's one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. I think it's an essential film to see. It is obviously such an important story, but it's also just, it's so consistently good. And it's a director who is so on top of her craft. I just want everyone to go see that movie. I think it's just incredible. Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And, and you have very similar take, because I, I, I really see that, that how you're both, you both chose not to show yeah. the violence and how important that was. Well, because I think, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I, I feel like she's telling the story of this incredible woman who is forging a path and changing the world. And I think that's what's import, most important about her story. And obviously it, the background is these horrific events and which is, you know, indicative of a huge problem that persists and exists of horrific racism. And she's telling the story about this heroic woman who changed the conversation. And so I think it's really amazing. She does tell it with so much love and she tells the story so elegantly and with such precision. And so I was just really really inspired by getting to see that film. I would say the same with Women Talking. You know, and I, I, it is based on real life events and you have made it into a joyous celebration of women, but also survivors. I feel that you have the grace and magnificence of an, of an epic because it's so beautiful, which I think is so important for a cinematic film but you have the tension and intelligence of a really great courtroom drama. Do you have any specific influences that you, you, you were thinking, this is how I want it to look and feel and be? I mean, I knew that I wanted it to feel like an old fashioned epic so that even though a lot of it does take place in this hayloft, there are also these many sequences outside the hayloft where I felt like we needed to feel the scope and wonder of that world and really feel viscerally what their faith felt like to them and what they were fighting for. So there was this sense of really wanting the world to feel large and for this to feel like a seismic epic story. And at the same time, you know, it is this incredibly rich, complex debate. And I didn't want to shy away from the intensity of that. So let's move on to you getting nominated for the best picture. And I was thinking that until they create an ensemble category, best picture is the best and fairest nomination for all your incredible cast and crew. 
because it, it feels like a picture that belongs to everybody. What, what would your thoughts be on that? I mean, what was amazing for me about that nomination, it did feel like everybody who worked on this film got nominated for something and that everyone got recognized. And it was such a collective, collaborative effort that, yeah, it, it was thrilling. And I also really couldn't think of a standout performance because even though there were some more understated or had less dialogue or, or a different generation or a different energy, um, they were all giant performances. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about achieving this with your actors. I mean, I just feel so lucky that I had this cast and that they wanted to be in this film and they created this amazing collective community where they were so supporting each other and on each other's side and felt like they were being celebrated by each other. And so I just think they fed each other and elevated each other and it was just amazing to watch. And let's talk about Frances McDormand as well, because I know this was initially her project, but you you were aware of the book separately to, to when they approached you. So, and she, she has a small but vital role in the room, but tell us about how, you know, how instrumental she was to getting the film made and, and what she brought to the whole thing. Yeah, so Fran had bought the rights. I read the book and fell in love with it and immediately set about finding out who had the rights and Frances McDormand and Dee Dee Gardner were making it. And so I reached out to my manager, Frank Frateroli, who's also Fran's manager, and just said, you know, do they have a writer and director for this? And the same day, um, Francis and Didi had emailed him asking what I was doing and if I was interested. So it was this very meant to be, felt very faded. That's extraordinary. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, like I said earlier, a really cinematic film. And you, you, you are talking to a cinema podcast. So let's talk about people seeing it in a cinema, the power of cinema, the community. How has it been for you seeing it in a big screen filled with people and why should people go and see it in the cinema? I've been so thrilled to see it in theatres because the laughter, it's so much better to laugh with people and there are a lot of moments for laughter in this film. As serious as it may seem, we make sure there's a lot of room for people to laugh and for those lighter moments. And I think because it's a very emotional experience as well as an experience where there's a lot of laughter, I think having that in community is far better than having it in isolation. I actually think it's a film people really should see with other people, whether they be strangers or bringing a few friends. Like, I, I mean, I haven't made a film before where I felt like it was this important to see it in a theater rather than at home. Also, it's shot on 2.76 aspect ratio. Like it's really made for the big screen. It is. It's an absolute epic. It's so beautiful. The cinematography is is just breathtaking. That's Luc Montpellier, who I've worked with since you know my first short films, and he's an amazing collaborator. Sarah, I'm so um, grateful to meet you today, and yeah, so great to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>